Welcome back to another episode of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Join Grace and her guest of the week as they discuss lessons learned in the industry and explore unique insights into ethical growth. Hello and welcome back to Dentistry's Growing with Grace. I am very excited to have my friend Dr. Mockbell here with me today. Dr. Mockbell, thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so tell our listeners and our audience a little bit about, um, about you and, and how you practice and, and your role really in dentistry. Definitely, definitely. So um, I graduated my first dental school in 2012. I'm a foreign trained dentist. And uh, after I moved to the state, I had to go through, you know, dental school again and do my boards and everything. So technically, I moved to California about five years ago. Um, um, and I started practicing in a DSO um, for like a few months. I was not happy about it. Meanwhile, I was looking for opportunities and, and I uh, um, I always uh, saw those big offices, nice offices, and, and, and I was wondering, what are these offices? And then after research, I figured out that those offices are owned by dentists, but they're in a partnership uh, with uh, Pacific Dental Services. So um, long story short, I, I, you know, I reached out to a recruiter. Um, she introduced me to a regional manager, and then uh, there was an office that is like 10, 15 minutes from my house. Um, that wasn't the build, and, and that was my first office. It was a, a brand new office I, I bought from. Uh, basically, we started from scratch. Me and my, um, you know, I'm Pacific Dental Services, my partners. Um, since then, I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm, I'm an owner in four offices. Uh, I have partners in some of them, and um, I have um, about nine associates that works for me. And I have different offices. Uh, we have uh, smaller offices, big offices. One of my offices is about 18 ops and, and it's really big. We have every single specialty in the house. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically uh, well, me. I um, One other thing, I do a lot of, uh, um, I enjoy doing implants and I do a lot of um, uh, implants, full mouth rehab. Uh, so uh, basically um, that's what I'm kind of focusing on now. That's awesome. Congratulations. It's amazing to hear your success and even that that obstacle of coming to the states and then knowing dentistry and already having your credentials and then having to kind of get them again get get that credentialing all over again i can only imagine the challenge in that um so to, to hear your story is very inspiring so i know that um in dentistry yeah, my pleasure. So I know in dentistry, um, the word DSO is, it can be taken two ways. It's either something that people kind of aspire to, or it's something that they kind of villainize and they see in as kind of a, a negative thing. And <clears throat> it sounds like you've had an experience with a business model that wasn't a fit for you. And then a, an experience with a business model that was a, that is a great fit for you where you're able to grow. And, you know, the name of the podcast is growing with grace Dentistry is growing with grace. And so Definitely. I'm obsessed with growth. And so when I hear that, you know, you've, you've grown to this level and you're leading all of these people, um, you know, tell me a little bit about that ownership DSO model. So I think a lot of people don't even realize that that's an option. 
so yeah so like um you know like when i start i'm not going to name the first uh, corporation i worked with but when i started that that corporation we were like in california like medicare plan is is dentical that's what we call it um so it was basically a volume based office and i i felt bad for a lot of those patients because you know i'm their last resort like if i don't do the root canal if i don't do the surgical extraction they they don't have an option to go but then at the same time um, you know, like my superior, who was like a clinical a dentist, like a clinical director, whatever they call it, um, was always like, he didn't care how my quality was like, I mean, my quality was my quality. I, I this is something to me. Um, but for them, it was like numbers. And this is something you never see in, in, a, in, a, in a private plus office. That's what we call our offices, because it's a private plus. Um, so when I, when I joined Pete, Yes, like the, the core value of the company is what what makes you like you know um, what makes you like really in, um, motivated and, and happy to be in, in a part of this uh, environment. I mean, the, the organization been there for over twenty five years. They they do a lot of great things um, on on both on, on dentistry side and outside dentistry. Um, um, but basically, the, the the beauty about it is is every doctor, every single office is different from the other office in the, in a way of the clinical leadership. So every every owner dentist would have some clinical culture that he enforces on on his front back office associate specialist in the office hygienist as well, um, and and that's basically it's like we say something that we really care about. We want to make patients healthier and happier. We want to keep patients for life. Um, our you know as 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 for you as a marketing, um, and you're like one of the superstar in that field. Like uh, we, our our. Our main concern is like we want to keep those patients in, and we want the referrals, like as what you teach, and a lot of um, you know other other consultants teach about keeping that patient within the practice and having that patient refer back to you, his friends, family, neighbors, and whatnot. Um, so those are some some of the simple core value. Now, um, from growth standpoint, like. Um, the, the growth level I, I had was exceptional. Uh, of course, um, I don't think I would be able to do the same thing if I started on my own, just because of the level of, of, of classes I was able to get in, um, you know, all these CEs in clinical and business uh, related to, to the dentistry or the model, uh, the model specifically. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it was, it was uh, still, it's a great journey. It's, it's really exciting. Um... I know that um, the the DSO environment is just rapidly growing. There's a lot of there's just constant acquisitions and mergers. It's just constant. Um, I I know a lot of people don't really understand that they can retain some level of ownership um, and equity in the practice that they're leading and growing. And I know that's that's a process I don't fully understand inside and out. Um, but I wanna talk about some of the advantages of that. And I'm not here to push that on anybody or sell that to anybody. I just like to, to talk with an open mind about options mm -hmm. for people. And, and I think it will benefit not only maybe the, the new grad looking for ownership opportunities that's not ready to take the leap on their own or the, the seasoned doctor that's really just needing some additional support. But I think it's also going to talk to that person who says, well, I want to have a DSO one day. I want to grow to have 10 practices in three years. First of all, it's a lot harder than you think. Um, but second of all, 
this is a structure that a lot of people don't really consider. They think it's always 100% associate driven. So let's talk a little bit about this, um, this model. What did, what did you call it? Uh, I is call it private clause. I, I mean, not me. That's what is it? What we like to call it. Yeah. That's great branding, by the way. Private Plus oh. is phenomenal branding for this model. <laughs> so, so let's talk about some of the benefits. I mean, I know when we started talking today, I brought up some, some reasons uh, doctors maybe um, turned away from involving themselves with any DSL. <clears throat> and that's because there, there's some structure there. And there are some benchmarks there. So um, talk to me a little bit about the, um, the, the benefits of having that structure in place and the opportunity that comes along with that. So, so, so definitely, yeah. So, um, you know, I, when, I, when I always talk about it, um, we, we have a model that that model been tested and, 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 and it's basically like manuals and manuals and tons of manuals. Like, that would be if you're in this level do this and it will work and all i tell like a lot of the time you know i get questions even from inside like from other peers like owners um, owner dentists um, who owns offices in different places and they're like how can you do this and i'll be i don't like don't reinvent the wheel just follow the model so so the the, the beauty about it is you have everything structured for you to be successful and and with all the growth like you know growth uh uh, figures and, and uh, um, um, indicators and, and and you can pull any report you want. Um, so basic, basically, like you don't have to to uh, risk anything with 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 the beauty of about the DSO. Now, um, a lot of multiple benefits comes with that. Of course, like when when you have that power of like owning eight hundred offices or nine hundred offices, um, you're gonna get um, you know you will be treated differently by by suppliers by dental labs by um by almost everybody right so so the cost of of, of doing dentistry for us is cheap than the practice across the street now i i'm not claiming that we're the best of the best i mean we are one of the best models there is a lot of great models regardless if it's one single practice or three thousand practices there's a lot of great models in dentistry dentistry is is not like a simple, you know, science that, or like it's one plus one is two. Um, there is a lot of different models. I mean, even the DSO I joined, they've been doing their business for 30 years. So if it's not successful models for them, they would have been shut down like bankrupt long time ago, right? Um, the problem we're facing now with dentistry is like, especially with the fresh grads, a lot of, a lot of students or dental school, they don't teach really like business and how to own an office and how to operate the offices and it's funny because you know a lot of dentists retired uh, after COVID they were like I don't want to restart I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this so they sold offices a lot of offices were for sale the funny part a lot of fresh grads had to bankrupt because they didn't understand that, that like how to operate a dental office uh, how to get profit um, you know a lot of Dentist, I think Mark talks about that. Mark Costas, uh, I listen to his podcast. Is they consider their income part of the profit, which is not true. So the the income is, has to be separate. Like look into the PNL of the office. So, so now again, like to to make it simple, there is a lot of options to be successful. We're one of these options, 
I think we're one of the great options uh, to, to, to be considered, of course. Yeah, I, I, I think it's something to consider. I think anyone should consider their options. And I think that when you're, when you're picking a career path, you need to know what your options are. You need to know that you, you can have a piece of the pie uh, without doing it all on your own if that's what fits your personality, your skills, your strength. Um, one of the things that, that holds new owners back a lot is the inability to take risk, the inability to mm -hmm. say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest in this marketing or I'm going to invest in this equipment, I'm going to invest in this build out. And it just, every single decision feels so catastrophic and it, it can be, it can be a risk, but if you're, if you're in a model like this, if you've got the support, um, like you have, like you had in this environment, that risk comes down a lot because it's been done already. They, they have the way to pick the right location to make sure that, that there's a need in the community um, not just the marketing, but obviously everything else, recruiting support and everything. So when you have that much structure, um, it's just a, the success is more predictable, in my opinion. Definitely. Definitely. So, it's more and predictable. And if, yeah. And if you don't have that structure, you can get that structure by finding the right advisors and employing the, the people that have been through it, who have done it. It's, it's, always in, it's always funny to me. I cringe a little bit when I see people positioning themselves as experts in certain spaces and their um, experience pool is one practice. So mm -hmm. like, for instance, like one dentist owned one practice in you know, a rural community they marketed it and they grew quick because they were like the only dentist in town and there was a great need. And now like the next day, they're like, I'm going to be a marketing consultant because I grew my practice. <laughs> I'm, like, oh. I'm like, okay, so you're going to advise that Manhattan practice from your <laughs> one experience. I, I have to keep my mouth shut because I don't want to be rude or disrespectful, but I'm also like, oh, that's bad advice. It's, there's a lot right? There's so much bad advice on social media. Do you see that too? Oh, I see. I see that. Everyone's and I see, you know, a lot of, yeah, everybody's an expert. Everybody want to give you an advice on, because uh, again, like dentistry is, is a, is a huge, huge business sector. Like, uh, and, and, you know, it comes from equipments, materials, everything like, uh, you know, um, so, so, so I see a lot of a lot of consultants, a lot of uh, a lot of you know like marketing agencies. Like now nowadays, like you get approached by a marketing agency every day, and and you know like sometimes when I listen to your um, you know like your your podcast and hear you talk about like oh, pay paper show paper whatever uh, get this get that. I mean sometimes it's just a simple idea. Like I, I think people. Should do their research and find the right person. If you're not in that model, um, there is a lot of great people like you. Other people like they have podcasts. They have a lot of you know like word of mouth, and people are uh, recommending them. And they should just you know like um, I know like you do a lot of free consulting and, and talk to people. And I, I referred one of my friends to you. As a matter of fact, Thank so um, yeah. So there is 
there is a lot of good people who are looking like they enjoy it they have passion it's not only about like their growth or, or like you know they're going to charge you certain fee or whatever no when people are passionate about what they do those are the people you should look for those are the people should you partner for and take advice from um, but other than that like you should do your research like don't if you're in Manhattan, don't go to that doctor, please. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and the other thing too is, um, and this is a little bit of a tangent now, but a lot of people meet with marketing companies and marketers are naturally pretty good salespeople because we're, we're always in that um, mind space. We're always thinking about like growth and the sale. And, and it attracts, I think, some of the shadiest people in the world into the marketing field. And so it's really hard to sift through the who's authentic and passionate and who's just a good salesperson. It is very tough. And I always ask people now, I know you've got a lot of options. I know you've talked to a lot of people, but did they talk to you about numbers? Did they talk to you about tangible expectations? With this company, what's their expected new patient acquisition cost for this mm -hmm. method, for this type of patient? And every time, silence. I mean, mm -hmm. silence. So they're like, yeah, I'm going to put, you know, a thousand dollars into a, a dental implants marketing campaign. I'm like, okay, let's talk about realistic expectations for that thousand dollars, <laughs> you know? So that's, it, it, there's a lot of learning that takes place when you get into ownership. And sometimes you have to Definitely. learn it the hard way. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, I've seen like, you know, I have a lot of dense friends on both sides, like, you know, private practice. I have specialist friends. And sometimes when it comes to marketing, a lot of people, they think if I'm going to spend marketing, I'm going to get a lot of patients and I'm going to be able to get my treatment accepted, which is not true. Um, you know, like sometimes people will put crazy budgets on marketing and then their office is not picking up the phone or or they lack treatment acceptance and or like patient calls in and they're like, oh, we're booked like three weeks out. And we know like how, how that going to be on patients. So so basically you're draining or like you're losing all of that money. And then now you're blaming the marketing company or like the, the whoever is consulting you. So so it's it's again like uh, in, in what I say, what I tell people, regardless of your point, if you want to grow, you have to have a plan. You have to have a written plan. You have to have a manual. If you don't have a plan, then you don't have anything. Uh, yeah. You have to go back to that plan, at least like a five years of plan. What do you want to do? Like you graduating school, you want to place implants, you want to own your office, um, you want to go to specialty. It's, it's your brand. So you have to create that brand and you have to create that plan and work within that time period. Now, yeah. put like, you know, the, as they say, like shoot for the moon, land on the stars. So shoot for something. And then, you know, even if you get, 80, 70 percent, it's better than nothing. Absolutely. What you said about the conversion at the front office, um, it it struck a, a nerve with me and I, I've got to respond. I totally agree with you. I, I see this so much. Um, you've also got to know what Nancy's plan is. If Nancy's answering your phone, you've got to know, does Nancy feel overwhelmed? Does she, mm -hmm. Is she motivated to see more than 10 new patients a month or is she capping your growth because she feels overworked, underpaid or underappreciated? So sometimes, you know, the doctor owners don't even know what's motivating their team and don't even know. Yeah. 
I, I literally had a conversation with someone where I'm like, doctor, you had, you had 60 phone calls to your office from this ad campaign last month, six zero. And mm-hmm. you're, you're telling me that no, no one's called, but I have, I have these calls and they're recorded and I, what's going on over there. I'm like, who's at the front office. And it's like, well, um, well, we, we could never, we could never question Nancy. She's been here 20 years. I can't afford to lose her. I don't even know how she does what she does. I don't even have systems. I don't even know how to replace Nancy. Well, that's a different problem than your marketing not working. That's a diff- very different mm-hmm. problem. So yeah, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. I, I know that's going to help someone. That's going to challenge someone to Definitely, dig a little yeah. yeah. So what advice would you give to, um, let's just kind of leave it here. What advice would you give to an, uh, we'll just say a new grad. We'll say a recent grad. What, what advice would you give, um, if anything, to a new grad? So I think the best thing I would say is like, pick a place where you want to work, pick a, kind, a type of dentistry that you want to do. So like, I don't know if you want to join the army, I don't know if you want to do GPR, I don't know what kind of things you, like someone will think about. Place is very important because you want to settle somewhere. Look for mentorship. Like, uh, don't think about money. I know I have a lot of freshest uh, grads, um, you know, new associates, student debt is crazy. And I would be thinking about that. Like someone who finishes school, they still want to buy an office, want to buy a house. I mean, start their life. Um, But everything else will come like focus on treating people like people. Um, um, Get a lot of CEs, um, improve yourself, put a lot of skills under your belt, be able to, you know, um, do more than just like fillings. And, and bread and butter dentistry because that's how everything is changing now you want to you want to understand like um, especially implants implant restorations um, um, simple grafting um, those are pro- uh, procedures that can benefit you definitely um, but the main thing is is create your brand like like if if you as i said if you want to me if you want to do specialty if you want to do something do it from decide on that when you're like in second, third year of school. Don't decide on that, you know, one week after you graduated um, and, and start looking for mentorships. Um, a lot of dentists, not only me, I, I do this, but a lot of dentists would, would love to have someone who's in D3, D4, comes and shadow them to see if they're a great fit. It's like, you know, it's like marriage or dating if you hire an associate. Um, I, I, I really uh, encourage dentists, especially fresh grass, to, to do that. Um, read a lot of books, listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, there is um, a lot of podcasts that are going to help you uh, while you're driving, while, while you're in the gym. I mean, those are the main things. Um, dentistry is beautiful, it's tiring, but it's beautiful. You have to enjoy it to be able to, to, to do it for the next 20, 30 years. And of course, I love what everything you just said, the, the, the part about creating your brand, a lot of people go into this and they don't really know what that means. They don't, those words, they think, okay, brand equals maybe recognition. Um, can you go into that a little bit further, what that means to you? Um, I think branding is, is basically is a quality. So like a branding could be as simple as, you know, a, a regular coffee, a, a gas station coffee and a Starbucks coffee. Starbucks is a great branding. Um, the branding is consistency. 
uh, quality and, and and of course like uh, um, the presence in the community so 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 people will know your work people um, you know like uh, it doesn't mean you 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 pay someone to get the best dentist award or whatever but uh, <laughs> branding is is you just do what right and 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 let people judge you that's that's a branding so when when you create your brand it, it has to be um, the business model, the, the type of dentistry you want to do, the type, um, the the way that you want your office to act like, like how 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 the office would be treating patients, um, all of that. So branding is not very simple, uh, but branding could be something similar to 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 any any major company, you know, like with good repetition. So you have to basically, you just graduated, um, you know, when I graduated, no one knows me. I just finished the school. There is a lot of students, and and I had to go and and build my name and build my reputation. Absolutely, you're you you hit the nail on the head. Your brand is your reputation, and you can shape that. You can define that, and as Definitely. long as you as long as you shape that and you define that in a way that's true to who you actually are, then it will it will grow and it will be respected. And as long as you're consistent with it, you, you will gain traction no matter what route you go with your career. So I, I absolutely love that. Um, Dr. Mokfield, thank you so much for being here. This has been- My pleasure. So yes. And My pleasure. for those thank of you, you, yeah. And for those of you listening, um, if, if you or somebody you know would make a great guest for the show, reach out to me if you need, uh, to set up a marketing planning session or a growth planning strategy session, my email is grace at identitydental.com. And if you're not in our Facebook group, please join Dentistry is Growing with Grace where you'll, you'll get more great information like this. And uh, I hope you have a great day.